The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome back to House of Wrestling, everybody. It's me, Nick Hasman. we got a big guest here today, somebody who doesn't do a lot of press, and I'm sure you're all very excited to hear from. He is former Ring of Honor world champion, the octopus, Jonathan Gresham. Jonathan, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me here today. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. really appreciate it. Yeah, I should say Ring of Honor world champion at Impact Star, because that's a little bit more about what you're doing here right now, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. Awesome. Well, Jonathan, uh, I know a lot of people are really excited to hear from you. Uh, It's been a minute uh since all the aew ring of honor stuff happened um but we're celebrating uh nearly a year since your uh, ring of honor world title win last year at supercard of honor over bandito um before we kind of get into you know what happened here um reflect a little bit with me on what that meant to you to, to finally capture that title and, and kind of assume that the top of the mountain over there at ring of honor after all the years you went uh working so hard and, and kind of uh, establishing like the pure wrestling brand and, and all the work you did there in general Oh man, um, it to be honest, uh, the night after uh, I wrestled with Lethal in Baltimore, I remember thinking to myself, "I've accomplished everything that I set out to to do." Um, so what's next? Um, so that was kind of a scary thought for me because uh, I had uh, for the longest time just kind of focused on getting to ring of honor and, and, and being a part of ring of honor and uh, everything that I ever did just kind of was, was getting me ready to be there. And once I got to that point, it was like, well, wow, what's next. So um, while a lot of people were thinking, man, he must be on top of the world in his mind and stuff. I was more so in deep thought on where do I go from here? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, you'd really taken the time to really kind of, you know, recreate yourself a little bit when you started wearing the octopus mask, wearing the flag around, you started to embrace more of the entertainment aspect. I mean, we already knew you were a great pure wrestler, obviously, but I could feel you were, you were certainly starting to come into your own there. And it was just really wonderful to see Jonathan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was very difficult to do that because for so long, I just uh, focused on in ring, but through maturity and being around the right people, I kind of saw what I needed to, to kind of pick up and start doing. Okay. Well, then comes uh, Tony Khan's uh, acquisition of ring of honor. Um, what was your initial reactions to, to Ring of Honor changing ownership? And what was the kind of transition like for you uh, going from the former ownership into the new ownership with the, with TK and, and Ring of Honor? Um, I think, um, don't want to speak too quickly to get to other stuff, but I think uh, I had a really, really good relationship with the old Ring of Honor management. Um, when I heard that uh, TK had bought it, um, I was actually really happy and relieved because I didn't know if Ring of Honor was going to continue or not. So um, I remember getting the news because um, I really don't stay on social media. And I was uh, doing a trip or a tour in um, in uh, Ireland and uh, I was in Dublin. I was in bed and I was sleeping and my phone started ringing and it was Bandito. So I answered and he told me, oh, amigo, did you hear the news about Tony Khan buying a, uh, Ring of Honor? So then I went online and saw all the news and I was like, I was very happy, you know, Um a little bit later, uh, I got a phone call about them wanting to work with me. And then, of course, the rest is history. But I was really happy when I heard the initial news about him acquiring Ring of Honor. 
Okay. And, you know, then we start to build here uh, to death before dishonor. Uh, you make a couple appearances on AEW TV. Uh, and then, of course, comes the show you're going to put the title on the line against Claudio Castagnoli. Um, now, Jonathan, I had to go back in time here because I, I, we we I knew we were going to talk about this and kind of refresh myself on all the details that had kind of come out uh, through the various websites about what was going on uh, behind the scenes with, with you and Ring of Honor. And first of all, um, what's that like for you when you see this? I know you say you're not a big social media guy. I know you're very private. But details about your backstage encounters with management and things start to come out there. What's your reaction to that, and how accurate do you feel the reporting was that came out around the time of uh, of what happened here with Ring of Honor? Um, let's back up a bit. So, okay, um, I did have a very good, uh, not very good, but you know, we had a good rapport, uh, Christopher Daniels and I. So I was uh, pretty much conversating with um, Christopher Daniels back and forth. Uh, I I forget the timeline, but I was signed with AEW for a while. Um, it was a time that I was going back and forth with progress um, and then WXW and all that. I believe I was under contract with them at the time. And, um, you know, TK AEW could have completely like decided to pull me off of those events and they allowed me to continue doing what I was doing and to, um, you know, honor those commitments that I'd already had after ring of honor initially went down. So um, I was already in contact with TK, not really, I'm not TK, but uh, Christopher Daniels, not so much with TK. So I, I thank them a lot because I had, built over the years really good relationships um with all these companies around the world and i wanted to keep it that way and i knew you know canceling on them last second kind of would have uh put a sour taste in our relationship so i didn't want to do that and i really uh, i'm grateful for them allowing me to um you know honor those commitments that i had made um so that's why i was gone i might have been i would like to think i would have probably been seen on tv during that period of time, because I know a lot of people were asking, why isn't this person here, blah, blah, blah. So um, that's pretty much why, because I was honoring those commitments. And I was, to be honest, overseas, like the entire time I was between Germany, England and Ireland and stuff. I was always gone. Interesting. So, okay. um, fast forward to when I'm finally back and I finished up with Progress and WXW and everyone. Um, I think for the most part, I think I need to really say that uh, I'm a very passionate person. And I believe everyone that knows me, that has trained with me at seminars or work with me in the ring would agree. Um, along with that is the on-screen personality that I play as the foundation. This character and the character's message is very close to how I actually view wrestling. Um, this character also took years for me to develop and uh, I'm very protective and passionate about it. I can admit that I was uh, acting very unprofessionally uh, while trying and failing to convey the message to my former employer um, after weeks of feeling like I wasn't being heard or blown off. Uh, I was frustrated, to be honest. Um, all I wanted was to be heard and for the communication uh, to be had. Uh, if they had agreed and liked my ideas and what I wanted to say, great. If not, I would have appreciated the time and um, just accepted the outcome. Um, so, now speaking about the actual meeting leading up to it, um, I felt like I was blowed off in different ways. Uh, I had made contact with uh, my employer and, um, you know, me coming from, like I mentioned before, um, with the last regime with Ring of Honor, I had a really good relationship where we could talk over the phone. Um, if I text, they would get back to me relatively quickly. Um, it was just a really good 
back and forth communication. And so I think for me, uh, I was expecting the same thing and maybe I shouldn't have. And uh, I know TK is a very busy guy. He's owning a lot of different businesses um, and I'm a very small, you know, gear in this, in this machine. So, um, you know, and that all came after so much time of like thinking about it on my own uh, through therapy and things of that nature. So um, I felt like I was blowed off. We made contact and uh, I was flown into a show and uh, that evening. That time out real quick. I hate to cut you off, Jonathan, just to kind of let every from what, what was reported out there. You were talking mostly, it sounds like to QT Marshall and Sanjay Dutt leading into the day of the show before you finally got this, this one-on-one meeting with Tony Khan. Is that correct? Not so much. Uh, Sanjay maybe a little bit because I was going to him for advice. We have a, have or had a decent rapport before. So uh, I was kind of going to him as like uh, friendly advice. You know what I mean? Um, kind of hoping off the record for most of the most part. QT, not so much. It was uh, more so when I was at the show, um, you know, I would see him and maybe speak to him about things. Um, but for the most part, I was back and forth texting with Tony. Um, and I know he's a really busy guy. So when he did get in contact with me, I was, I appreciated it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, anyway, we uh, made a decision for me to go to, I want to say it was Milwaukee or something. And um, I showed up and uh, this is a new environment for me. I, I wasn't really like used to these big shows um, and like so much going on. So I arrive, um, I'm, I'm waiting. I never got a time uh, or anything about, you know, when we were going to meet, I just figured, Hey, I know how wrestling is. I'll just wait till he opens up time. And so I was there the entire, uh, pretty much two days, the fly in day. And then the day of the event where everything's filmed and then the next day. Um, so, um, just of it is, I didn't get a chance to see him. Okay. Uh, even when I went to, let's say, a Sanjay or a uh, or a QT to ask, hey, man, I'm supposed to have a meeting with Tony. Can I get it? I didn't get it. So uh, the first time I kind of felt like, you know, okay, dude's busy, whatever. And I think I messaged him or he messaged me. But I remember him saying something along the lines of, oh, I'm sorry, we didn't get together. Let's meet. Uh, basically, I think it was the next week or some other time. Anyway, I had to fly out again. Um, and uh, the same thing kind of happened. Um and I'm not sure if I should say this part, but this is what made me feel like I was being blown off. Um, I uh, had to kind of, for lack of a better word, say hunt him down. And um, when I finally get the chance to have a face-to-face with him, um, he introduces me to someone um, that he's close with. As I go to shake her hand, uh, I turn around and TK, from the way it looked to me, was walking away from me. So at this point, I'm thinking to myself, this guy must not respect me at all. Um, and I just started really having things roll around in my mind. And uh, I think at the time I was my own worst enemy with this. It was a lot of stuff going on personally with me. Um, you know, nobody besides the progress guys know, like my mom had a really bad incident. She was in the hospital for like a week. And it's the first time I've ever seen my mom so vulnerable with like tubes going through her face and stuff. So a lot of this... Um, you know, it was just me under a lot of stress, I believe. Um, but I really felt like I was disrespected. I had time away from home and my mom at this time. So I was really agitated, man. I was really bothered by this. And I yeah. felt like um, something else that needs to be said, too, I think, is um, the PWI thing. Um, that was really blown out of proportion. 
Um, for for the record, I think are you referring to the fact that you had got you were in the top ten? I think you were number ten in the PWA top one hundred. And at some point, uh, you you made reference to that when when discussing with Tony Khan. I think that uh, I, I don't think yeah. I think me being in the top ten was after that. Okay, I think at the time it was a different number. Okay, um, and uh, you know the funny thing about it is with everything happened afterwards, people accomplish things in wrestling, and I've grown to to. To, to feel that uh, well, I've always felt that everything in wrestling is giving to you considering that this is a scripted sport. Um, so in a certain way we earn things, but ultimately everything that we get is given to us definitely on screen, whether it's, you know, TV time, whether it's title matches, pushes, whatever it's all given to us by the uh, you know, the writers or the boss or whatever. So, um, you know, me being, me looking the way I look uh, and being able to accomplish quote unquote, or given these things that I've been given throughout my career, um, a certain part of me felt like acquiring these things. You also acquire like um, a certain level of respect. And in my mind, I felt like all I was asking for was um, a few minutes of this person's time. Sure. And, um, I never got it. And so another thing that I've been dealing with uh, um, and having to go through therapy about was like, I felt like now a lot of the things that I have done throughout my career, what does it mean? If I'm number 10 in the PWI 500, if I'm your ring of honor champion, uh, if I'm all of these great things and I ask you for five minutes of your time and I can't get it, I don't know, that made me feel like what was all of this for my entire adult life? Like, what was it? What was it for? That's kind of where I, I am and where I was for a very long time. Um, and it's not a real good feeling because I'm a very, like I said before, I'm a very passionate person about what I do. And now I'm kind of asking myself, what have I been doing for the last 16, 17 years? And, and you're in your, and you know, you're in your prime. I'm only three years older than you, Jonathan. You know, you're in your mid thirties. You're in the prime. Every, all the light bulbs have gone off. Uh, I, I know where that, you know, you, you've been around for a while. I, I, I totally understand what you're talking about when that passion, we talk, talk about that passion. Yeah. So it's just, uh, and then the aftermath of everything, when everything came out and the, the light that was shined on me, it was really heartbreaking because like, like, like other guys, you know, um, you, you give so much of your, 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 your soul and your, your mind and your time and your life to wrestling, to become a certain character, to get to a certain level. And then it's like with one, with one press of an enter button on the internet, like everything can just be kind of ruined and turned upside down and your whole perspective can be changed. Um, I'm sorry. I digress. I'm just kind of, no, no, it's fine. I, I'm, I think everybody's interested to hear where your head's at when it comes to the story, Jonathan. So, so take us, I don't know if you want to jump to, to the day of death before dishonor and kind of how uh, the, the meeting you finally did have and, and, and what went down there from your perspective. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't have yelled or cursed in a professional environment. And I deeply regret my behavior. Of course, um, since then I've gained some introspective through therapy, like I was saying before and self-reflection and I wanted to just set the record. Uh, sorry, I just wanted to set the record straight, man. Um, that day at the meeting, I uh, I wasn't supposed to have that meeting. Actually, uh, like I told you before, I've been asking for 
meetings with TK. And I think he finally like was at a ring of honor show. And was like, Oh, let me talk to Gresham, you know, um, when he finally had time, I imagine. So uh, I remember getting a text from Sanjay and um, I was sitting with one of my buddies in the bleachers. And uh, at that time I had already checked out. I, I knew that I was going to leave. I knew that I was going to uh, ask for my release. Um, so the other thing that really bothered me was a lot of people are under the impression that I left because uh, I lost the Ring of Honor title. And that's not true. I've been wrestling for a long time, man. And I've won championships and had to lose championships. That's just a part of business. That's a part of uh, life in general. You can't be the champion forever, you know? So that's not what it was. Um, it was everything I mentioned before and how I was feeling. So I'd already kind of checked out and uh, told myself that I was going to, uh, to ask for my release and leave. I'd already kind of knew what was going to happen. And, uh, you know, I was okay with that. So like I said before, I shouldn't have yelled or, or cursed in a professional environment. Um, the whole meeting just kind of got away from me. I was really emotional. Um, and that's pretty much the gist of it, man. Yeah. And, and, you know, you went out there and you had this match with Claudio. It wasn't very long. You were noticeably absent of the octopus mask and the flag. Uh, I know you've talked a little bit about, you know, uh, that experience for you uh, already. Um, I mean, yeah, what was it like working with Claudio there? I mean, the match itself was very short. It, it, it certainly set a weird tone, especially for, like, the opening bout of that show, you know? Oh, man, I, I want to publicly apologize to Claudio because I was not myself um, that day. I was... During that time period, I wasn't having a, a really good time, and uh, I'm still kind of uh, trying to come out of that hole now. But um, the biggest thing I can think about is uh, having a healthy amount of time off. I have been going hard since 2005 without any breaks, um, you know, and this is the longest time period that I've kind of had as a break with the, with the breaks with impact. Um, you know, we only tape once a month, I think we got the rest of the month off. So, right. um, yeah, I just think, uh, I, I'm also suffering from burnout among other things, but, uh, yeah, I just wanted to apologize with Claudio because everything with that day, I'm pretty sure it was difficult. Uh, it was difficult for me, of course, but I'm pretty sure it was difficult for him to dealing with me in uh, the state that I was in. So, I don't see him much or have his number or anything, but I want to hopefully uh, apologize to him here and he can get that message. I'm sure that this will, will be relayed back to him when it's all said and done. And, you know, when I was reading, I'm, I'm going back to the Fightful report because they seem to be, again, on, on the pulse of what was going on here. Um, it was mentioned that you, even despite the kind of heated nature of the conversations, uh, it doesn't, at least from the reporting side, it didn't sound like the bridge was burned in the end between you Tony Khan, AEW, Ring of Honor. Um, can you give us a little insight into to what the relationship is like now uh, in the aftermath of all this? Um, there, there I, I don't know. I haven't spoken to anyone um, besides my, my buddies that I have within the company. Um, I've spoken to QT here and there um, after all this. And, you know, the relationship was normal there. Okay. Um, but as far as like TK or anybody else from... AEW management. I haven't spoken to anybody there. Okay. But, yep. Uh, okay. Well, now you are over with Impact, though. Um, and Impact obviously has had a relationship with AEW in the past. Um, how are you enjoying your time at Impact? And do you do you see the possibility of you maybe even uh, down the road returning to 
to Ring of Honor AEW? Um, I'm enjoying my time right now in Impact. I'm being able to I'm getting a chance to work with a lot of the people that uh, I had really good matches with and really good chemistry with on the independents. Um, you know, the other thing I really like about Impact is being able to uh, have that uh, relationship with the office where we can we can just talk. Um, I've found my wife would always tell me that Impact is like a big family, you know, and uh, me coming in as an outsider and getting a chance to, um, you know, see this firsthand is true. Um, and they've welcomed me in and everything. Um, and it's been a great experience with management and the other wrestlers. Um, even the camera guys, like everybody, is just like a huge family, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've been enjoying my time there. It's very relaxed. And uh, it's the first time in my career where I'm not putting pressure on myself. Um, yeah, I can just leave it at that, I guess. Okay. And, and uh, you know, to the second part, do, do you ever see a potential for you returning to AEW, the ROH folder, do you feel like that's a chapter that, you know, you've, you've closed the book on here? <sighs> to be honest, man, I can't say I, I've, I've, I have, uh, since 2005, I've never imagined myself wrestling anywhere else. Like I told you before, everything that I did traveling to Japan, going to Mexico, doing all these seminars, I did all this because I felt like the people that came before me did that. The guys, that wrestled in ring of honor. And um, I tried to do everything I could possibly do to follow in their footsteps. So I don't know in a fairy tale land, I would be in ring of honor um, right now, but that's not real life. So I don't know, man. Um, I'm an impact right now. And that's what I'm concentrating on. Um, well, uh, Jonathan, I mean, you've been so candid about everything here, talking about what led into the match, uh, what happened during the match. Uh, is there anything you, you, uh, how, what happened after the match? How, how was the reaction backstage after you, after your match with Claudio? Um, after my match with Claudio, um, I was kind of booking it out of there. I just, I couldn't be there. Um, Claudio did come up to me and say some things along with, uh, Mr. Regal was there as well at the time. Um, but before I did get out of there completely, um, my wife had my bags and stuff. TK didn't have to, but uh, he came over to me and said some really nice things. He told me that uh, no bridges were burned. Um, he shook my hand and he said that he knows that I'm not a bad person. Um, I can only imagine him dealing with, uh, he owns a football team, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yes. I can only imagine him dealing with like athletes for so long. He kind of understands how, how things are, how people are. He deals with people from all different backgrounds. So um, I'm pretty sure he kind of saw where I was coming from and just granted me my release, man. And um, that was it. Man. And that is a special case because he hasn't, uh, it's not just him, but in pro wrestling, it's not always so straightforward where you, you ask for your release and you're granted it. You know, that's a very unusually amicable parting of the ways between you and them. For sure, man. Um, and to be honest, I I need to be, I needed to be away from wrestling for a while, man. I just, I've been in it too long. Sometimes, uh, at least in my case, it can become a bubble. You know what I mean? And sure. uh, I need to get out of the bubble. So, well, fair enough. Uh, well, Jonathan, I want to thank you so much for, for your candor today. Uh, I'm really uh, honored that you decided to share your story with me here today. I know a lot of people, again, have been very, very interested to hear uh, from your perspective, uh, you know, really what happened here between you and ring of honor. And, and I think that you kind of, shed as much light on this as you can. Um, is there anything you want to talk about um, kind of looking forward here? Obviously you said you're with impact is, you know, now that you've had some time to, to recharge the batteries, do you have any, uh, you know, new goals or refocused uh, opportunities 
that you want to try to tackle here as we head into 2023? Uh, no, man, just staying healthy and, uh, you know, mentally, physically, of course. But um, I'm wrestling um, Speedball Mike Bailey and uh, Trey Miguel at the next pay-per-view for the X Division Championship. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. So, yeah, I'm looking to get back on the road as well. Um, going overseas was really big for me. I love doing seminars. I love attending seminars. Uh, I love going to Mexico, England, Japan and stuff. So um, sure. I'm pretty much a lot better now. I'm ready to get back on the road, get back to work. 